Gideon. You have something I want. You may think you have some idea what you are in possession of, but you do not. Soon, he will be back with me. He means more to me than you will ever know. Yes, hello and welcome to another episode of Never Seen Star Wars, where before today we'd never seen The Mandalorian, Chapter 15, The Believer, but now we have. I'm your host, Trevor Chong, and it's great to have you here as we've been recapping The Mandalorian Season 2 uh, the whole way through, just uh, one episode to go. What a season it's been. Allow me to welcome you uh, and introduce you to a few of my people here. First, we have my co-host here, who I often call... Uh, brown eyes. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, how are you? Whoa, Trevor, slow down, slow the podcast. I got Rhydonium in my back pocket. Take it easy. Don't drive too crazy. And yes, Jordan is what my mom calls me, but everyone else, call me brown eyes. All right, Jordan, great to have you here. We're also joined by uh, the associate editor at themarysue.com. And from what I can tell from her Twitter feed, she's also the biggest Pedro Pascal fan around. Uh, it's, uh, it's Rachel. Rachel, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Oh, it's great to have you here. And uh, let me, uh, yeah, and our last guest here, uh, he's uh, been, from what I can, what he's been telling me, he was uh, binge watching the season up to today <laughs> to catch up because he's been uh, locked away in school. He's actually, most people call him inmate 34667. It's Aaron. Aaron, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Awesome. It's great to have this great panel here today for what was a really fun episode. Uh, so Rachel, just initial reaction here to The Believer. What did you think? Um, I at first was like, nah, it's another mission episode, whatever. And then like slowly but surely I have like I have a running theory for season three, which I will get into at some point, I'm okay. sure. But I was like, mm, I have a feeling that something's that I think is going to be a whole bit of the show is going to happen later in this episode. And sure enough, it did. Mm -hmm. And I screamed at eight o'clock in the morning at my mother's <laughs> house. Awesome. And I loved it. And just as, as you having you here as the first time, what have your thoughts been overall on the season so far? Um, I like the season a lot. I think uh, it does a really good job of mirroring last season and how he was like a lone wolf wanted to do everything on his own versus this season where he's kind of like helping everybody. Um, and I think it's just, it's a lot more exciting of a show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm really excited to see where they're going to continue to try and take it. Great. Awesome. And Aaron, so you uh, have just basically been through the whole season here. So from a perspective uh, from someone who's been uh, watching it in one big chunk, basically, what have your thoughts on the season been thus far? Yeah. So I've watched all of season two or everything that's kind of been out so far the last 24 hours so it's been a lot to take in um i uh yeah i've really been enjoying season two um i watched season one the 24 hours before this past 24 hours so <laughs> i've been taking a lot of mandalorian um to be honest i i wasn't loving season one um i didn't think it was bad or poorly done at all i thought it was really beautiful and fun but to be honest like the uh 
the whole like side mission and how each episode is very uh, individual and separate. That's just not really my thing. I'm really impatient and I love like the plot development and the character development. So I was just getting impatient with season one, but I found that they, I guess have still been doing a similar thing for season two, but like kind of like what Rachel said is they mirrored it, but also combined it with a lot of big plot points. And I've really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It's also just kind of crazy watching. It's like one big movie because I've <laughs> been watching it for the last day. So yeah. Excited right. to get into it. Yeah, and it's a different type of show, and that's that's what's been there. They had, a, especially in season one, the more standalone episodes, and there's that those middle few episodes where it sort of felt like, okay, what is the purpose of the show? Until it went to the episode seven and eight last season, where it yeah, was exactly yeah. uh, you know once they brought in Moff Gideon, I mean everything just gets better. But totally. Moff Gideon is my favorite character. But Jordan, uh, your thoughts today on this episode here? Yeah, well, I feel like over the last few weeks, I've just been. Uh, a revolving door saying, this is the greatest episode of all time. The next episode, this is the greatest episode of all time. This one I won't quite say was the greatest episode of all time, but I will come in hot saying that I think my favorite moment of the whole season was in this episode. And that was, I'll get to, we'll get to a little bit more later. That was when Mayfeld was sitting across the table from Hess and you could just feel the tension between the two and you just wanted Mayfield to kill this guy. And I'm just going to, I'll be a little bit more transparent here. I'm a big Bill Burr fan. Uh, I loved him in season one. Uh, I'm a big fan of the chef show on Netflix with John Favreau and Roy Choi and mm. Bill Burr shows up in an episode of that cooking grilled cheese sandwiches. Ever since that episode, I've gone and I've watched a ton of Bill Burr stand-up comedy and so seeing him show up here and having this amazing story arc of his character really created one of my favorite moments ever in this series. And uh, yeah, but overall, it was a really fun episode. Not top tier with some of the other ones we've talked about lately, but had a really great couple moments for me. Alrighty, so we're going to have a lot to get into here. Uh, again, thank you for listening. If you've been listening to us, make sure you uh, subscribe to us. We've been coming out with weekly Mandalorian episodes, and we've been doing a lot of other Star Wars content, and there's going to be lots more Star Wars content to cover, which maybe we can touch on at the end here. Um, so thank you. You can also follow us on our Instagram at NeverSeenSW, and you can always ask questions to us or get the latest updates when we drop new podcasts. But let's get into it. So this episode was all about... Mayfeld, or he was the big part of it. He was sort of the star of the episode. Rachel, what were your thoughts and the decision to bring back Mayfeld? Uh, what did you think of that? Um, it, I, I that's like my least favorite episode of the last season. Like, I, I, I they have cool shots in it, and I think mm -hmm. it's really like beautifully done. I just didn't care. Like, I was like, cool, Tom. I'm so glad you're here. I don't really care about anything going on, but. I like that decision because I think like as we continue to get closer and closer to the end that they're going to start bringing back all of these characters that he's met, not just in this season, but in last season and how they're going to help him. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought it was an interesting person to bring back, especially because that's like the only other person from the empire that he's ever met on this journey so far. So otherwise, how are they getting to Moff Gideon other than just blindly trying to find him? Right. Uh, so I thought it was like, an, it logically made sense that that was the character that they would have to get. Mm -hmm. I was like pleasantly surprised because I didn't care either way. And then he showed up. I was like, oh, this isn't, this is kind of cool. Like, this is fine. I like this duo that is working together. Yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting duo. Aaron, did you have any thoughts on Mayfeld as a character? Yeah. I, uh, I know I just said that I'm really into like um, character development, but I feel like, 
his character has shifted a lot in just two episodes. So like when they introduced him last season, which I saw a little yesterday, um, he was kind of just like this hard ass. He was like the chief of like, I guess their little squad. Um, and then later on in the episode, which I really love, he turns out to be bad and betrays uh, the Mando. And then at the beginning here, he talks about how, or in the beginning of this episode, he talks about how he doesn't really have an allegiance and how everyone's kind of the same. And then he switches again to being like the hero at the end. So I found that um, I really liked him as the, the traitor and uh, like how, kind of how they left him at, in the last season. Um, but yeah, I guess there ha- there's still a lot to, uh, to do with him. And uh, they took him pretty far this episode. Yeah. I think what you're, I think what you get though, when you you're spending months working in the chop fields, like Mayfield, you find two things. You find a lot of TIE fighter parts and you find a lot of, perspective true and that's what mayfeld found he found that he was working hard for the empire and we see it when he's talking to hess that it wasn't really satisfying him and he was just seeing the empire just destroy tons of innocent people tons of people he was friends with and i think that's what really turned it around for him he had a lot of time to think about that while he was salvaging those tie fighter parts so i I like it i like his development there i actually thought we were going to lose him at the very end when they were jumping onto slave one i thought mayfeld was going down for sure but I'm glad to see that he made it out. And I could see him showing up in one of the 30 new Star Wars series is coming out. <laughs> yeah, and that was going to be my next question, uh, Rachel. What, do we think we will see Mayfeld again and in what capacity? Um, yeah, I think Mandalorian is very smart about how it introduces characters. I think every character you meet is coming back at some point, mm-hmm. whether it's like, like, I even think Frog Lady is coming back at some point. Like yes. she's, he, she's They got to find her at some point. <laughs> but like, uh, I think he's going to come back. I don't know that he's going to be another like starring episode like this. It might be more of like how Carl Weathers came back for the one episode and we saw Grief Karga and then it was like, cool, like we're going to go back to that town, but you're not going to see Grief Karga every time we're at that town in our non-Navarro. But like, I think he might come back. I don't know that it's going to be another big episode like this where he's one of the main players. Yeah, it seems like he's just a character that now they are just building up their roster and it seems that they continuously yeah, exactly. can, yeah, add more and more people and they, at any time they can bring him back. And if there's also these, at least, I think there's two other shows that are going to be in this Mandalorian timeline, right? Is that correct? Yeah, um, there's uh, the Ranger one that's like yeah, basically what Cara, yeah, what Cara Dune is setting up. And then there's the Ahsoka show. But the Ahsoka one, I'm not sure where it lines up. Right. All well, we know is that there's an Ahsoka show. Yeah, I think they said they said in the I thought they said it was in a ma- in the yeah. Mandalorian timeline, whatever that means. Oh, the good. Mandalorian timeline. So well, it means that any of these characters that appear, they could appear at any of any of these shows. And I mean, that means yeah. we could get Frog Lady on all the, all three shows, and we'd all be Please. celebrating. Please, uh, Frog Lady in all of them. <laughs> Jordan, yeah, we the stand things, Frog Lady here. One of the things <laughs> that was interesting is that this episode, with, with this episode for me, is that it had great action, the, the usual action. So it's fine, you know. Uh, we didn't get Mando flying around, but we got Boba Fett flying around a bit. They're we looking cool. And, but what this episode had that other episodes haven't really had as much is these philosophical conversations. And it sort of brought in this deeper picture of like, okay. Oh. You know, this isn't just a, a bang, bang, pew, pew shooting show, but we're going to make you think deeper about some of the stuff. Is that what you saw, Jordan? Yeah, and I love I think that's why I enjoyed Mayfeld so much, because not that just he was, he had some really witty remarks. Like I like when he said to Kara, he's like, you're such a, you have such a sunny disposition to her, which clearly she doesn't. But 
I, I enjoyed how he was really challenging Mando's beliefs, really his like kind of hard-headed beliefs. His big line was, if you can make it through the day and still sleep at night, you're doing better than most. Basically saying like, whatever you have to do to make it through today, you should be happy. And, and I think that really hit home with Mando because that led him to, and I think Rachel's going to talk about this more, that led him to being willing to take off his mask, which is something that is like forbidden for him to do. And so I love I love that Mayfield really opened up his eye, his brown eye to be, oh, that's something different. <laughs> his, eyes, his brown eyes to be able to see just a clear picture of the world in front of him. Yeah, let's keep it family friendly. friendly yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Rachel, before we get into his, him taking his mask off, you know, uh, Mayfeld here is asking him even like, what is the rule even? Is it, is it, can you not take off your helmet or can you not uh, show your face? Like what is the, what is the rule there? The, I, I think it's that he doesn't even know, like as far as Din is aware is that like they told him if someone, if his mask is off, that mm -hmm. he is not a Mandalorian. Like that's what he is taught. But like, what Mayfield was pointing out is like, there are three different ways you can take that. It's either you can physically take off your mask, but no one else can take off your mask. Or if you ever take off your mask in front of someone else, then you're not a Mandalorian. Or if someone sees your face, you're not. So it's like, there are three very different interpretations of the like lore. Plus that is also like from what Bo-Katan told us is like a weird cult of Mandalorians. Yeah. So it's like, even within that, she's like, no, you're so, like, that's a weird faction of Mandalorians that none of us talk about. Like, we're like, oh, you're one of those weird ones. Right. And so I think he is coming to terms in a lot of ways with the idea that, like, everything he was taught is not the end-all be-all of his religion in a way, because Mandalorians, that is, like, a religion for them. And so I think that specific line is, like, very interesting because it's like oh yeah no it's not just those two it's like that also bleeds into a third option and like a bunch of other things that he has to answer for himself yeah right and and just a message to all the listeners you know please wear your mask at all times but, <laughs> don't be mando but uh but in this moment <laughs> i want to see what aaron thinks here we can go ahead and go around the go around the horn a bit too but there was there was a lot of these philosophical things that mayfield was bringing up he's talking about where you're born is what you believe whether you're born on alderaan or mandalore or, or elsewhere right uh in canada or usa <laughs> whether you're uh the empire and the new republic it's all the same to the locals there's just people ruling and people who have to follow them uh everybody's got their own lines that they don't cross until things get mis messy those sort of ideas. Aaron, what did you think about this show, like making, bringing up these deeper conversations? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. I thought he was making a lot of great points. And what I thought was interesting was that everything that he was saying about being like a lone ranger and kind of just looking out for yourself, you would think that Mando kind of already believes that because he's a bounty hunter. Like he's not on any team really until I guess this season started. Um, so you would think that these are things that Mando already kind of knows. He's kind of sticking out for himself and he's, I mean, he has lines that he doesn't want to cross, but he's already crossed some lines. Um, so I thought, yeah, I, I really loved the commentary that he had. Um, it did make me have a couple questions at the end of this episode because it seems like um, Mayfeld, it was kind of going back on what he was saying earlier on um, when he does decide to kill, uh, what's his name? Hess, I think. Yeah, um, Hess. But uh, yeah, I was, I was all about the, the banter, so. 
George, do you have any thoughts? About the banter? I mean, yeah. the philosophical ideas? Yeah, mm -hmm. I love, I mean, again, I like, I'm all for adapting to the times we're in, like not just in like everyday life, like now and, and moving away from things that might have held tradition and might have held true years ago. Sure, remember those things, but if things seem more appropriate and practical for nowadays, then I think you have to be willing to adjust. It may not be what your ancestors would have done, but it might be what's more practical and better for the future right now. And I think we're seeing that in Nando a lot this season, like he was challenged first by, by Bo-Katan. I think he was, she said he was child of the watch is what it, it was called, his religion. Yeah. And, um, and so I like this. I like seeing Mayfeld challenge these ideas. He continues to challenge ideas when he's talking to Hess later too. So I thought it was a really interesting episode in that regard. Right. I think it's been, it's fun because I think Star Wars traditionally is this idea about this, the good versus evil, the light versus dark, and sort of like you're trying to go light, but you're getting pulled to the dark. And, but there's been the ideas of like, okay, there's more than that, right? There's more than that. And I think, you know, whether people liked it or not in The Last Jedi from the, uh, the guy who was the master codebreaker, who wasn't actually the master codebreaker, but the backup codebreaker they got. Um, he brought up that idea as well that, you know, yeah. this, this, there's, there's, there's not just, just necessarily good and bad or good and evil, but there's lots in between. There's lots of wiggle room to say. And so just to have these conversations in a fun action-packed show with lots of great action, but then to have to look deeper and to see like, okay, what are you willing to do and what do you truly believe in is it's pretty cool. And one of the things that we learn is we kind of ask that question and it's something Rachel that you wrote about in the articles that, that I checked out your articles this morning of like, how far is Mando willing to go to save Grogu, right? What, to what lengths is he willing to go? And what, what do you say to that, Rachel? Uh, he's willing to like put all of his beliefs aside for his son. And I screamed because <laughs> the minute like he decided to go like I think it, it wasn't even the minute he actually like I guess spoiler alert but took off his mask but like uh, <laughs> not even spoiler that zone. moment <laughs> not even that <laughs> moment I think the minute he decided that he was going with Mayfield into this base he was like I'm gonna do whatever it takes yeah. to make sure I get him back even if that means like going back on everything I believe going back on what I've been told like I'll do anything for my son essentially and like what I really, really loved about the scene where Mayfield like can't do the face scan and he's like, you need to go do it is at first he's like, I'm going to try it with the mask on. <laughs> like it's going to work. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it instantly is like, you have 30 seconds to take the mask off. And he's like, without hesitation, like, hi, I'm Pedro Pascal with a really fun little oh. mustache. And I <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Cause it, uh, which is like my overall theory is that in season three he's not going to wear that mask that much. Like I think all of this is gearing up to him basically being like I can be a Mandalorian without like selling myself into this very strict way of being. Like I can be a hero but also live my life. And I think this episode did a really good job of showing that. I hope that's what happens. Like that that's my dream for season three. But right. uh. Yeah, I like, he's like, I will do anything. He went fully a Mason by the end of this episode for yeah. Grogu. Like, he d he doesn't care. You took his son. Like, that's it. Yeah. If I was Moff Gideon, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'll leave him on the rock. I'll go back to the rock. Like, here, here <laughs> yeah. he is. Take him out. Yeah, he has a very particular set of skills. Like <laughs> Liam Neeson. Really does. He's so, like, I, I literally said when, like, and I, I've seen, I've obviously seen Pedro Pascal before. But when he took his mask off, I was like, He's so handsome. I said that to my brother. Genuine reaction. <laughs> yeah. I said that to my brother. Like, do you think they all 
all know how hot he yeah. is? Like, do you think like, like when he takes his mask off finally for all of them, are they going to be like, hold on? Yeah. You're very attractive. To me, yeah. he looks so much like Chris Pratt when he took off his helmet. Did anyone? Don't do, that, do that, that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> I <laughs> There. Hot said it. there i said it <laughs> no, 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 no. so that is interesting and that's that's maybe like the big biggest thing that happened in this episode is that uh he took his mask off again we got to see pedro pascal's sexy face uh but <laughs> it wasn't all bloody and mushy yeah that's like right, that's right. but now is this and so rachel you think that he's going to see it more but my question is is that actually what's going to happen or is it sort of like okay in, con- in his contract he has like okay like Pedro Pascal has, you have to show your face once a season, right? So we know what actor is and you get the credits for it. Uh, who knows that? Who's actually under the, under the mask on all the other scenes, right? If it's There's him or if it's stunt doubles, right? stunt doubles, Yeah. There. So you never know which one is actually under there at any, at any given time. Uh, so is this something we will see more of or Jordan, do you think it's just once a season sort of thing? Yeah, I'm intrigued by Rachel's theory that he'll have it off more. I, I guess I could see more, like, um, maybe not 100% of the time having it off, but I could see more, like, on Star Wars Rebels, where whenever they're not fighting, they take off their masks, you know, all of the Mandalorians. So I could see more of that. Um, I do kind of like how like, rare it happens. It, it does make it more special. Um, so I'm not sure what's going to happen, but I, I would prefer if he took it off less. And I'm talking about his helmet, okay, just so we're all clear. <laughs> Aaron, do you have any thoughts? Do you like him wearing the mask all the time? Would you like to see his, his mug a little more? No, I'm with Jordan. I think uh, it makes it special when he does take it off. Even, uh, I don't think it was, I think it was last episode where he kind of like lifted it up just to drink something. I thought that already was like, oh, that's too much. Like, that's weird. I saw his chin. <laughs> He's got to eat. He's got to <laughs> take it easy, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think, I think that, yeah, I don't think you should have it on like all the, all the time, but. I think that um, it shouldn't be just like, a, oh, yeah, let's just take this off. It's getting too warm. It's our deal. Getting too warm. Right. <laughs> did you notice that when they, he did take the mask off and then Mayfeld was uh, given the cover story, calling him brown eyes, and then he's like, hey, let's go back to check out our TPS reports, right? Yes. Do, oh. do, they work, do they work for Lumberg? Is that right? Yeah, the office, at uh, Inatech, uh, Inatro, or whatever it's called, on Office Space. I laughed so hard at that part. Like, that had to have been a shout out to Office Space, right? Like, what else would it be? Well, did you get the memo? Oh, oh. I'll make sure you get another copy of that. Okay, um, so they go on this sort of mission. They're trying to take, uh, get into this mining base where they want to get the plans for the Imperial cruiser that Moff Gideon's on. And so they have this plan. They need to get on these transport ships where they're transferring Rhydonium. Is that right? Rhydonium. And on the way, they get attacked by these pirates. Uh, did you enjoy this sort of action scene, Rachel? Yes, there were so many pirates. Like every five, he would take out like 20 and then turn around. There's like a whole nother fleet. But I love that he goes full Han Solo at one point. Like his gun stops working. And instead of just being like the gun stop, he literally just went and threw it at the dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like he went full on. He was like, I, I don't know what to do. I'll just take you out with the metal of the gun. Now, my question is here, Aaron, were these pirates, right? Were they actually bad guys? Like, from my perspective, it looked like they were trying to blow up the Rhydonium yeah. from the Empire that was planned to use to blow up more people. Like, were they these not actually more rebels than, than pirates, Aaron? No, yeah, they did literally exactly what Mayfeld did at the end of the episode, which is just blow up all the Rhydonium. So I guess it was literally just to save their lives, um, which is why they're fighting against the pirates. But it seemed pretty like, wait a second, we're... And then, like, later on, I guess we'll get into it, but when 
the TIE fighters come in and when all the Imperial Stormtroopers come in, it's like, wait a second, what, what side are we actually on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was it like? We, I talk about, we see in this show, it gives us things we've never seen before, these moments. And have we ever seen, Jordan, a TIE fighter and Stormtroopers coming in to heroic music <laughs> yeah. as yeah. they blow yeah. up a bunch of, you know, what presumably are rebels, you know, trying yeah. to stop the Empire? Yeah, and I, it was kind of cool. It made me think, like, we have, have like, 10 new Star Wars series. Could we not have a series from a stormtrooper or from the Empire's perspective a little bit more in there? Like, it made me think that would be kind of interesting to see. But speaking of, you, you know, you called those pirates potentially rebels. I don't know if you guys saw in the post-credit, you know, they always have the concept artwork. I haven't seen this confirmed by anyone official, but I saw a few articles about it. They had some, someone driving one of those ships that the pirates was on. And people have been saying online that it was a, a drawing of Poe Dameron drawing. It was some kind of Easter egg of Poe Dameron. So go back and check that out. Just Google it. Maybe. I know, no, 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 it's not necessarily, he, he wasn't, he wasn't in the scene. It was in the concept art. I think it was some kind of shout out or like Easter egg of like, just, just check it out. You'll see it, it looks like Poe. Just check it's it not, out. Okay. The art in the art in the credits. It doesn't count. Art. doesn't count. Yeah. 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 I, I just okay, thought it was okay. interesting. It, was interesting so it could have been like his dad. Maybe, because yeah. Poe was just like a baby right No, of course, now. yeah. It definitely wasn't it was him like, there. But it was like some, I think it had something to do with maybe like, like going back to his previous days, and we, which we don't know a lot about as a spice runner. Maybe he drove a similar ship. I, I have no idea. But it was interesting. Okay. Well, we'll look into that. We'll check it out. I'll watch the credits. The art is always fun to look at. Yeah. Now, we do meet this, uh, this new character. He doesn't last very long, but we meet, his name is, how do you say, Valen Hess? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Valen Hess. Uh, Rachel, what did you think about Mr. Hess here? Uh, I, I'll be so honest. I have no idea what he was saying because I was looking at Pedro Pascal's face. <laughs> I straight up, that whole scene was happening. I was so anxious. I'm like, oh my God, your mask is off. What are you going to do? And then Bill Burr was like, brown eyes. I'm like, yeah, he has brown eyes, but what's going to happen? He took off his mask. And like, I have no idea what happens. All I know is that uh, Mayfield shoots him and then they just all start fighting some stormtroopers. But I was just like, well, you seem interesting, but Pedro Pascal's face is out, and I am very concerned for what's about to happen to it. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Aaron, did you have any thoughts on Valen Hess, or were you too distracted by Pedro Pascal as well? Wasn't quite as distracted. Um, the uh, Yeah, so like the scenes where they're kind of just like making up stories just to try to seem like Imperial, uh, yeah, part of the Empire. Um, it reminded me so much of in 21 Jump Street, where both of them take the drug and then they run into the gym <laughs> teacher. And then they're both like rolling and completely out of it and just making things up. But the teacher just isn't getting it. He's just like, oh, that, yeah, that, that does make sense. And they just have an extended conversation where you just don't understand how this guy is a commander. Um, reminded me of that the entire time. So I was distracted by that. But, Jordan, uh, who, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, who's more likely to show up uh, in The Mandalorian? Is it uh, Channing, Channing Tatum or, or uh, Jonah, Jonah Hill? Hill? I think Channing Tatum could definitely be one of like the, the heavy armored Mandalorian guys, you know, because he's pretty jacked. What about Ice Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube could show up. He'd be a sassy sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> what about Korean, Korean Mandalorian? Yeah, Korean. Yeah, that'd be pretty funny. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, with Valen Hess, uh, Jordan, he, he, said, he said this line here. He said, uh, everybody thinks they want freedom, but what they really want is yeah. order. And to me, that sort of was, was stood out to me. Is that sort of a hint to maybe eventually a first order? 
Hundred percent. That's what I thought when I heard him say that. They're definitely teasing towards the first order. Um, he had some really good banter. You know, this guy was the original Night King in Game of Thrones. That actor. No, that's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, I thought Oberon. Oberon was with the Night King. I know. Can you believe all <laughs> the Game of Thrones symmetry? It's wow. crazy. What a world we live in. They but, both uh, no, I thought, too. Yeah, that's true. I thought it was a, a really interesting conversation. Um, again, we're just talking about more of this philosophical stuff where. You know, the Hess is like, hey, we had to do what we had to do for the good of the empire. And Mayfeld, all of a sudden, we see, like, he has this new perspective, this new heart. Like, what about all those civilians who died just, like, guarding their house? And, and it was a really interesting dynamic when showing that Hess just, like, didn't care about the lives that, that were all lost. He only cared about what was good for the empire. And that's ultimately what led to Mayfeld popping this guy off, which I was here for. Right, and that's maybe where the idea of looking at the stormtrooper from the imperial perspective would be interesting, and to see that. I mean, we we obviously have seen Finn defect, but that was so quick. We barely saw him as a stormtrooper. We saw him in one battle scene, and he defected. But it would be fun to see more of that um, in a in a series, maybe in a, in a slower way there. But it was interesting as well, the idea that Mayfeld then, he decides to just start shooting his way out. And all of a sudden, uh, him and Mando, they're shooting. They need Kara and Fennec to give him the sniper support rifle. We get to see Boba Fett on the Slave 1. Uh, Rachel, did you enjoy this last fight scene here? Yeah, I, th uh, I think it's really fun. And it's very Star Wars to do something stupid like that. Like you're sitting and everything seems fine. And then you're like, oh, what if I just shoot my way out? And you're like, why? <laughs> You, were, you could have walked out the door. No one would have said a word to you. And I think uh, it's, it's cool. And I love watching Boba Fett's ship because we never yeah. really got to see it that much in action in mm -hmm. the movies. Like we like, kind, I think, wasn't that what we kind of saw in the prequels, but like not yes. fully yeah. in it? I don't understand how it works. Gravity and that ship are like not friends, but like it's very fun to see them like sitting in it. Or like when they're like like when you thought Mayfield was about to die, like when they're jumping onto it, I think it's that whole part was really interesting and fun to me. Yeah, it's one of the coolest ships, the Slave One there, and we say we see it barely. I think in like Empire Strikes Back, you see it sort of following the Millennium Falcon in Attack of the Clones. There is a little bit of a battle scene between Django and Obi Wan in the A wing, um, but then now it's just. You know, it looks way cooler now in this in the Mandalorian to see the yeah. ship. And uh, Aaron, we haven't talked to you about this, but uh, your thoughts on Boba Fett returning uh, from the dead and coming here in the Mandalorian? Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, it's I've, I've kind of known that there's been rumors about him making it out of the Sarlacc pit. Um, so that's always kind of just like knowledge, um, but no one really knows why or how, or they know why they they don't know how. Um, I wasn't always on like the Boba Fett kind of bandwagon. I know like some people loved him and I just didn't really see it. So it's really cool. Um, I think like obviously this show gives way more of a reason to be a fan of him than, um, than the, the original trilogy, I think, or even the prequels. But um, yeah, I, I'm stoked to see what, what happens to him. Um, but I wasn't quite as, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't quite as stoked as some other fans probably were. Who are you a fan of, Aaron? <laughs> yeah. anybody jar jar not jar jar no um <laughs> i don't know that's uh that's, i don't i don't really have a it, it was luke at one point when i was really young but okay um yeah do you like star wars yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I like Star Wars. I, okay. I read something that was funny. Is that like Star Wars fans are are the fan the only fan base to like really love a franchise, but also hate the franchise at the same time. Um, just we we love the movies, but then we also absolutely trash the movies. Or not everyone, but um, a lot of fans do. And I, um, I guess a part of that. Uh, I don't here. Yeah, no not trash in here. The only <laughs> trash you're gonna get here is the trash that's found by inmate three four six six seven. Uh, Jordan, uh, so they kind of end up off here with this cool sort of face-off. They found the Imperial Cruiser, and now we get sort of the idea, okay, what's next? And it's Mandalorian sends that message, the same message yeah. that, that Moff Gideon sent to him, and he says basically, like, I'm coming for you. Let's do this. Yeah, and maybe. we're setting up Mandalorian versus Moff Gideon 2 here. Uh, the rematch of the ages. Jordan, are you excited for this? Oh, like we've been waiting for this all season, right? And what's really, what's really cool, and you talk, you talk about it every week, is Moff Gideon just has to be on the screen and the scene is already amazing. He didn't say anything. It was all Mando talking, giving this awesome speech, and Moff Gideon just giving these awesome facial expressions that just set the stage. So like, what a great actor. Like, it's so good. I'm excited to see what happens here. I still, you know, just for, to catch up Rachel and Aaron, a few, few weeks ago, I predicted that this season would end with Moff Gideon taking Baby Yoda and then it yeah. ending. That's basically how last episode ended, right? So I was a little bit early to the party. I still think that Moff's going to get one over on the Mando here to end the season, but we'll see what happens here. I'm, just ex- I'm excited to see them come together. Rachel, how do you think this, this confrontation is going to go? Are we going to get Matt, Mando and Moff Gideon going head-to-head, like Beskar Spear versus Darksaber? Yeah, but I think, like, I think, to Jordan's point, that, like, Moff Gideon's going to think he has one up on Mando, and Moff Gideon's not going to know about Bo-Katan. He's not, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Not going to know about, like, Ahsoka, and I feel like all of those characters are going to come back into play. Mm-hmm and take on the empire at the end of this season. Right. And uh, I think where what we could probably see is like Moff Gideon, like they think they defeated him, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Cause that's very Star Wars where you're like, oh, we defeated Darth Vader. No, we didn't, there he is again. <laughs> and I like, or Palpatine's a better example, I guess. But yeah. um, I think that there, like that battle is going to have like someone thinking that like they've won when they didn't. Um, and yeah, Moff Gideon is like, I normally am very much a little rebel. I'm like, I hate the Empire. They're stupid. I hate this. Cause I was a kid watching these movies. And so like, as an adult, I'm the exact same way, <laughs> but with Moff Gideon, I'm like, okay, but he's cool though. Like I would like watch a Moff Gideon show, even though I'm like, yeah, yeah the Empire sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, do you think that uh, we will get an end to this Moff Gideon versus Mandalorian duel here? Or would it be something that carries over into season three? I think I think it'll carry over. Yeah, I. Uh, before I answer that, I just want to kind of echo what Rachel and Jordan said. I love Moff Gideon. I think that is, he is my favorite character okay, so thank far. You, there you go, um, <laughs> Trevor. What a man! It's really, um, it's really cool to see like the head of the Empire not be someone who is just like angry and scary. Um, like Moff Gideon, he's like smiling for seventy-five percent of the scenes that he's in. He's just like smirking, even and. Uh, yeah, he's just very like cool and collected and isn't like yelling and force choking people. But at the same time, he's very scary and badass and stuff. So that's, yeah, I really love that about him. Um, I, I kind of want to see some scenes of him using the, uh, was it the dark saber? Yes. Yeah. Um, and kind of like kicking ass. And I feel like that 
would need to happen first in order to hype up the fight between um before, between Mando and Mockbedian. So I don't necessarily know if that'll happen in the next episode because next mm-hmm. episode is the finale, right? Yeah. 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 So I don't know if that'll happen there or if that'll be a, a season three uh, thing. Yeah, that's interesting because we saw Moff Gideon and, and Boba, F- not Boba Fett, Mandalorian go head to head in the end of season one and, right. and Mando won. And so if Mando just kills Moff Gideon here, it's sort of like, okay, was he really that big of a deal? So it would be nice to see Moff Gideon get a win here, but I just don't yeah. know at what cost, Jordan. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, look at how long, like time-wise, has Moff Gideon been on your screen this season? Yeah, a few a minutes. Minute? A minute? Yeah. yeah. 45 seconds in total? Like, he's not going anywhere. There's no way that Mando's killing him. He's too good of an actor. He's too good of a villain. We need to see more of him, learn more about him. I 100%, like, I stand by. I think this season's ending. Like, Empire Strikes Back. The Empire's in charge. They took the lead heading into the Act 3. And so I think Moff's going to get one over on Mando here somehow. All right. Now, he does, he does ask, he says, okay, where to next? So they don't necessarily confirm that they're going straight to the Imperial Cruiser. And Richard, you're saying this, and I've been saying this while for, season, for the whole season two as well, is that they're going to, just like last season where they got IG-11, they got Quill, they got Grief Karga, they got Cara Dune, they all went together to help it, that they're going to kind of get reinforcements as well. So, Richard, I kind of want to go through and ask you, you know, do we think we'll get everybody? Okay, so do you think we'll get Cobb Vanth next episode? Yeah. Okay. I hands down think that right. Tim, I, I'm not saying this is someone who I know I'm getting a Timothy Oliphant standee mm-hmm. for Christmas of Cobb Bank, but <laughs> I do think he's coming back because he's the, the thing about their shows, there are big names attached to these characters. And when they have bigger names, mm-hmm. they're going to come back. Right. Like I think Timothy Oliphant's too big of a thing yeah. for them to be like, yeah, Cobb Bank's the general in this town. And now that's all. Like, he has to come back in some way. What do you right. think his, uh, his reaction will be to seeing Boba Fett in the, in the suit? You see that? Oh, I Boba think Fett? it's going to be so sexually charged. Like, <laughs> I, just like, the way he functions on this show, like, he's going to be like, yeah, that works for you. And then you're just going to be like, yeah, I, I would love if they kissed. Like, that's how Bo- that's Boba going Fett, to go. He, Boba Fett cleaned the armor as well. It had, yeah, like, a it looks fresh good. Painted coat it. of paint on it, too. It looked amazing. <laughs> Timmy's yeah. going to be so jealous there. Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, wait, I could have painted it? Yeah, I th- <laughs> it looked good. I, th- I think we'll see Cobb Vanth as well. I think we'll see Cobb Vanth as well. Okay, do we think, and uh, we'll start with Rachel, but we'll go around. Do we think we'll see Bo-Katan and her crew again, Rachel? Hands down. Yep. Especially because she, she was the one who mentioned the Darksaber yeah. and Moff Gideon. Jordan and Aaron, you're on board with that as well? Yeah, Bo-Katan, I'm in on. Yeah. Okay, uh, will we see uh, Grief Karga? He's too busy being a mayor. He's done. That's okay. why we got Kara. He's like, I'm cool. We're done with Grief Karga. Jordan, yeah. do you think? I don't think so. I don't need okay. to see him either. Aaron, do you have any thoughts? You're good with him? No, no yeah, I don't think they'll go back to Navarro. Okay. So. Uh, this, one, this one, at first, I thought for sure, but now I'm sort of thinking maybe not, Rachel. Ahsoka. Uh, it depends. I think this is a new theory I just thought of, but I think maybe baby yoda oh grogu i have to quit calling him baby yoda my brain i think grogu is going to use the force to let them know that they're in trouble Mm -hmm. and that like maybe ahsoka will bring the jedi to help him like i think Mm -hmm. that's the only way she could come back is if like grogu is like i'm in trouble and then the jedi come because of her otherwise i think we won't see her until like next season jordan do you think we'll see ahsoka again yeah, I'm a, I'm a no on Ahsoka for two reasons. One, because of 
the Ahsoka series that we know is coming. I think they're going to save her mostly for that. And two, what we talked about last week, Grogu was talking to someone when he was in that trance. He called out to someone, some new Jedi who hasn't been introduced yet is going to show up. We're going to think it's Ahsoka, but it's going to be someone we don't know. Maybe it's Cal from Fallen Order. Who knows who it's going to be? It's going to be a new Jedi. Rachel, who do you think it is? Who do you think it's going to be? I keep going, Luke. Well, no, actually, no, I take that back. That was a joke answer. I think it's going to be Mara Jade because Jon Favreau has talked about how he loves Mara Jade and that's my favorite Jedi. And I'm like, bring her, bring Mara. Let her like take over the Mandalorian. I would cry. I don't know much about Mara Jade. Can you tell me about her? She was Luke Skywalker's wife. So like in the EU, it was her and Luke Skywalker. They had a son named Ben Skywalker. Um, and the the battle wasn't, it was like Han and Leia's twins who are Jaina and Jason Solo. And they had another son named Anakin, but jo- uh, Mara and Luke were married and like ran uh, the Jedi temple and stuff. Right. But in this, in this iteration, that could, it couldn't be Luke's wife though, right? But it could, and it could she be? died because we didn't we didn't know like basically anything about Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. other than Kylo uh, and him having their thing mm-hmm. when he was teaching the Jedi's. Other than that, like we don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So I think, you don't, fully believe Mara could have been there at some point. You don't I think Le- you don't think Leia would have mentioned that 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 uh, <laughs> Luke had. Yeah. Uh, is a widow mistress would yeah he was a widow i would have loved but also like the way they treated leia in those movies like i know where i get yeah. into it but like the way they treated her where they're like mm, she would have been a bigger part and i'm like mm, okay great thanks i appreciate she would have been that's they're very helpful now but uh i think like yeah because i i don't think they knew about the mandalorian so they're like oh we, we can put mara in and explain it away on the mandalorian and it'll be okay Right. Um, and th- those thoughts in the last episode, me and Jordan had a big debate about was Grogu talking to a Jedi and w- would, what, would a Jedi show up, would it, whether it's Luke, whether it's uh, Cal from the video game, whether it's Ezra Bridger from Rebels. Do you have any thoughts on if, or maybe it's a brand new character, do you have any thoughts, Aaron, on who might show up, if anybody? Yeah, I uh, don't think it's Ahsoka um, as well. I um I'm not super familiar with um the other like what what was his name Cal? Yeah, um, Cal. You have to play the video game. If you haven't played it, then you probably have, yeah. I'm not played the video <laughs> game, but it, it feels like there's definitely some new uh a new force, whether it be a, a, a Jedi or um or like a Force Ghost, like you guys were talking about in uh in the last one. I just <laughs> just listened to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think I think it'll be someone that we haven't seen yet before. I I'm not, I'm not sure who though. So. What about Mace Windu? I hope so. I, if, if that would happen, and if I was uh, on the podcast, I'd also give it a 15 out of 10. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. but yeah, we could always hope. That, the good thing about, interesting thing about Mace Windu that I texted Trevor about midweek this week. We, we didn't think about this when we were talking about it. Mace Windu killed Django Fett, Boba Fett's dad. Boba Fett will not have forgotten that. If Mace Windu shows up to help Boba Fett. What is that interaction going to be like? True. I don't know. Yeah, that's a whole new show itself. Mace, I do think Mace Windu is the one who got him, got Grogu out of the uh, yeah, Jedi right. the temple. temple. But which I still think Grogu was there when Anakin killed the younglings. Just mm-hmm. like I'm a hide just over so here. No one yeah. look at me. Look in the corner. <laughs> Probably in a jar or something. Yeah. Having yeah, a he's like, <laughs> eating some soup or some broth. Just watching it, like. <laughs> 
gonna stay over here. You guys have fun. All right, we'll see what happens. Is there anyone else, Rachel, do you think they'll show up? Do you think Frog Lady will show up or Frog Man will show up? Yeah, she's coming for Grogu. She, that's who he was talking to. He was talking to Frog Lady. <laughs> He's like, man, you don't know where I've been. Um, no, I think, uh, I don't know if anyone else will show up. I think if Ezra shows up, it's going to lead into the Ahsoka show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's going to be like the usher in sort of thing, mm-hmm. like connecting the two. Because like, so, like I, if Ahsoka comes, it's just because all the Jedi are coming. That's the only yeah. reason she would show up in this episode. Uh, but I don't think anyone else right. big would show up. Yeah, and with the uh, announcement of the Ahsoka show officially, it, it makes me feel feel pretty confident that Grand Admiral Thrawn is also not showing up here in the Mandalorian. He's he's been name dropped, but but he's going to Ahsoka, right? And that, and that's where I think Ezra is going to show up too. I think yeah. um, that that makes more sense all for the Ahsoka show, and that this because that's too almost like bring all the Jedi to the Ahsoka show, and let's yeah. other than Grogu, Grogu can be the only Jedi allowed on the Mandalorian. <laughs> And so, uh, Grogu and Mace Windu are the only Jedi alive on <laughs> the Mandalorian. Um, predictions for the, the final episode here. Uh, does anyone make any bold predictions of what of something that's going to happen or how this se- season is going to end? Uh, Jordan, let's start with you. Well, I mean, I've been, I've, been saying it, I've been saying it all along, but times have changed. I thought this was going to end with Moff taking Grogu, season end. But uh, now I think that they'll probably get him back. Um, I'm trying to think. I, we have to lose someone, right? Because we lost Quail in the finale last year. He's a beloved character. So we have to lose someone. I thought we were going to lose Mayfield today. So I don't think we can lose Kara because I, I feel like she'll be part of, like, the New Republic, Rangers of the New Republic. Uh, and also, it wouldn't really bother me that much if Kara died. Hope, it, hope no one got mad about me saying that. But, no, I um, did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're thinking about someone who we love who's going to die – that I'm going to go ahead and make a call here that's really going to disappoint um, really gonna disappoint Rachel's Christmas present. And I'm going to say Cobb Vant takes one for the team and goes down. <laughs> no. Rachel, what, what do you think? Do you think anyone, um, do you think Cobb's going to die? Or do you think anyone else could die? <laughs> I, I, I would be very upset if Cobb died. Uh, I think, though, sadly, who might officially die would be Boba Fett. And that would be okay. the one that would, like, hurt so we talked about it earlier, but I think what's really interesting about Boba Fett is people my age heard tale of Boba Fett. Like my brother's 10 years older than me. So he'd be like, Boba Fett's great in the cartoons. And I couldn't watch the cartoons uh, in the nineties. And I was like, sure. Like he's never been cool. And then like, this is the first time that everyone's like, no, Boba Fett is so cool. Like we were wrong. And I think it would be very upsetting if Boba Fett just was like, cool. Now he's dead. Mm-hmm. But um, prediction-wise, I I the Mandalorians haven't really been in this season at all. The ones that like the lady who's the blacksmith and stuff. So I think something would be really interesting with them. But I don't think they would be willing to help him. And I think that would be a really fun twist in the finale, as if he thinks all the Mandalorians are coming to help him. And they refuse because he's working with Mandalorians who are not of their mm-hmm. faction. And so I think that could be like a fun twist that we see. 
Yeah, that's a whole group of characters that we never really, we don't really know what happened to them. That You know, many of them probably died because we saw their armor and stuff like that, but presumably some got away. And so that'd be interesting to see that there's probably more Mandalorians out there. Uh, Aaron, do you have any bold predictions heading into the finale here? Uh, this is very, very random. Or not very random, but just kind of very uneducated. But I think Moff Gideon is going to kill, um, I don't remember his name. It was the guy, uh, Mandalorian out of the three. You know the guy, about? man, the axe wolves. Yeah, I think that he's going to be... Wow. Uh, we're going to see how badass uh, Moff Gideon is with the, yeah. with the Darksaber, and he's going to just kill, kill off... Uh, that's interesting, yeah, to kill a Mandalorian, yeah. right? And the least valuable Mandalorian as well. Yeah. My, <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. actually really good. Yeah. I'm gonna I say, like that a lot. I'm going to say that uh, Fennec is killed. That's my bold prediction. That the. No. She's so cool. No, and she'll but, be in the she'll be in the bad be, match. So it's but, fine. It's fine. But she'll come back for the in the season three because she was saved by somebody else. Yeah, now she's <laughs> a robot. Yeah. Other. You know what I like about that uh, Boba Fett call, Rachel? Is uh, as of right now, Din the Mando doesn't have a ship, and so I could definitely see Boba dying, and in his kind of dying words, saying, "Take Slave One. That's your new ship." And then we keep get to keep the iconic Slave One alive in the. In the lore of Star Wars here. Fine, even though I missed the Razor Crest. I know. So much. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good point, Jordan. Yeah. I, Matt, but I just don't, I still don't go back to the idea, like, how can they bring Boba Fett back from the dead after, after what, like 40 years and then yeah. kill him three episodes later? <laughs> well, I guess, I guess the only other option is he's just going to help retire. him get Gro- Grogu back. Yeah, and retire. Just go settle down and rest, plant a garden, be like yeah. Thanos and Hang just with chill. Thanos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Is there anything else from this episode, anybody that, that was, I think we haven't touched on yet that someone wants to touch on? I'm surprised that they let Mayfeld go instead of just asking him to join them on this last uh, quest because he seems like a pretty good asset to have, especially like given that he showed that he was heroic and pretty against Empire this past episode, I, I was surprised that they just let him walk instead of wanting to- I, I, I didn't think it was interesting. Season. It was interesting after he made that shot with that rifle um, and Cara Dune was very impressed with that shot. And yeah. it makes you think that Cara might call on him perhaps in the Rangers of the New Republic series or, or another series. Oh, interesting. Yeah. She, she, she seemed very like, yeah, very impressed. And there's something there. That's like a scout, we'll yeah, see. scouting yeah. for, for Nietzsche. Yeah, exactly. There, uh, one thing, Trevor, that I wanted to talk about is how when Mando was fighting all those pirates on top of that truck, he, for a moment, thought that he was in his Beskar armor. Do you, I don't know if you know this. He like put his arm up to block a spear and just got destroyed by the spear, <laughs> right? And so he just like kind of forgot, oh, this Stormtrooper armor sucks. doesn't block anything. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, he's used to playing the game on easy difficulty, but he's playing yeah. it on hard difficulty. So <laughs> Exactly. Uh, but he still like destroyed yeah. like 20 of them. Mm-hmm. He was yeah. like, oh, okay, whatever. Owned them. Uh, Rachel, the last thing I want to touch on here, this is this was the first episode, I think, without any Grogu, without any Baby Yoda. Is that right? Yeah. yeah Very that was... upset about it. I love him so much. Oh, yeah. But I, my favorite thing is like, so every week I write an article that's like, what was Baby Yoda doing this week? And this <laughs> week, at first I was like, uh well so i like once the speech happened at the end i was like okay i know exactly what i'm gonna do and i i started to write it and i was like as you recall here's what happened last week and i did my favorite picture which is like right when the sleeping beam hits grogu and he's like half asleep and like falling back with his eyes kind of open and then i like put him in the handcuffs and so i said after that speech like meanwhile here's 
Grogu and it's him sitting with the little like handcuffs just like laying there asleep because that's pretty much what he was probably doing this entire episode but (laughs) this whole season that's kind of been the whole deal is like here's Grogu okay he's gonna sit in this room or he's gonna like be asleep in this thing and we're gonna go do this mission then we'll come back to him and I think this episode was just like uh we could just show him in the handcuffs again, or like you get the idea. He's sleeping in the handcuffs. Mm-hmm. That's where he is. Yeah, it's gonna make you want to want him back even more next episode when they hopefully do rescue him. Do we think Baby Yoda is rescued by season's end, Jordan? Yeah, I, I've changed my tune on it, so I think I think uh, they're gonna get Baby Yoda, but it's gonna come at a cost. Rachel, you agree he's gonna be rescued? Uh, yeah, but I think Baby Yoda is gonna do some uh, some cool stuff to like okay. help. Yeah, he, the force stuff. There's something with the force stuff that's going to happen in this episode. Yeah, the force seems pretty powerful. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the force seems like interesting. <laughs> Aaron Grogu is rescued by the season's end. Uh, yeah, but I think it'll be it'll be like too late in the sense that they already got enough yeah. blood out of them, so it won't right. even really matter. Definitely. The season two end with a creation of some sort of evil force using person. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Snoke. I hope it's an evil. Oh no. <laughs> I don't want him to be Snoke. Not my baby. What if they made an evil version of Grogu? That'd That's what so I was awesome. thinking. I kind of really excited. A little dark Grogu. Red paints. His name would be <laughs> Red would be Eyes. Ugorg. Ugorg. Oh, it's gotcha. Grogu backwards. Okay. Yeah, sure. uh, so what we do here to we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna give our ratings for the episode. I'll explain that, and then I want to touch touch a little bit. Ask Rachel a little bit about some of the new Star Wars shows uh, that that she's uh, was <laughs> tweeting up a storm all about. So I know she's excited. But what we've been doing is at the end of each episode, we've been rating the episode out of ten and just kind of doing an episode rankings here. And so I want me and Jordan are gonna give our rankings, and Rachel and Aaron, we like you guys' rankings as well. And then we get the average it out and see where this episode ranks amongst its peers. So Jordan, why don't you kick us off here? Ooh, this one's really tough for me. It's really tough. Uh, I, it's definitely not in the Jedi or the Heiress realm. Those are my top two. Give those, both of those 10 out of 10. Um, this is going to be tough. It's, it's one of the upper tier ones. There's a little bit sl- slower moments. Like Rachel, I thought it kind of took a little bit for to get going, but it did have some big moments that I really liked. So I'm going to give this episode, Chapter 15, The Believer, an 8.5 out of 10. All right, 8.5. Rachel, what do you say? Um, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. I didn't give it the 0. 0.5 because I didn't see Grogu, but <laughs> I'll give it the 8 because I did see Pedro Pascal's face. There you go. Aaron. <laughs> Yeah, this was, I think this was my least favorite episode of the season, just because I've, I've loved basically all the other episodes, um, especially the last like three were just insane. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of hard to follow. Um, yeah, no Grogu, uh, the fan service, unfortunately. Um, there were a, f- a few like aspects of the episode that I really loved with like him taking off his helmet. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, I think that this one probably falls under the other one. So I'd give it like a seven and a half, 7.5. Seven. All right, that's fair. And for me, I, yeah, it definitely doesn't go to the Ahsoka episode level or the Bo-Katan episode. And I really like last episode, I call it the Boba Fett episode. Uh, but I enjoyed the, uh, I enjoyed Mayfeld as a character. Um, I enjoyed the philosophical conversations and that sort of idea that in the bigger picture. And I also enjoyed how, even though, this was like a side mission. It, it was very on track. We knew what he was doing. They had to get the Imperial cruiser plans 
to go save Grogu versus like we have to kill the crate dragon. Why again? Why are we killing this giant dragon? That's like what I like. So I like that. So I as well give it an 8.5 and that brings it to an 8.125, which makes it our uh, fourth ranked episode so far. Fourth ranked episode. So number one is the Jedi. Number two is the heiress. Number three is the tragedy. Four is the believer. Fifth is the passenger. Sixth is uh, the marshal. And our least favorite episode is the siege. That's the Cara Dune grief carga episode. Uh, that's sort of our ranking. No, no love for cookies? <laughs> I mean, again, the Baby Yoda stuff was good. It's, it's always good, though. Uh, we'll see how the finale racks up here. And uh, what, what my plan is, Rachel and Aaron, is I'm inviting back. We've had a different uh, guest with us for every podcast. So it's an open invitation to all the guests to come onto the finale panel with us. So uh, we can always DM and talk about that. But Mando's getting a crew together and I'm getting a crew together oh, for, the, for the finale here. Awesome. And we'll see so. how the finale, it might be a bit chaotic, but we'll see how it goes. But Rachel, uh, there was some big news in the Star Wars verse here, and that was uh, a million TV shows and movies were announced. And was is there a couple of specific shows? You don't have to touch them all, but is there a couple of specific shows that you're uh, the most excited for? Yeah, Hayden Christensen coming back for the Obi-Wan show because I feel so justified as someone who was 13 when Revenge of the Sith came out and like was obsessed with Hayden Christensen. Okay. I... I'm so happy that he's back because for years, like a bunch of people my age were like, well, I like Hayden Christensen and we got nothing for it. And so he's coming back and I cried a little. Um, And I'm really excited about Cassian. Like Um, those are the two that like, other than the Mandalorian, the Obi-Wan show, which I guess is just called Obi-Wan Kenobi (laughs) and Andor are the two I'm most excited about uh, just because for whatever reason i loved cassian in rogue one and was very upset when that movie ended and i was like well i guess that was a stupid person to fall in love with and right. now he's coming back so so hayden Chris- christensen or sorry i guess anakin skywalker uh uh cassian andor mandalorian i, I started to sense a type you have here <laughs> yeah well i <laughs> If there was a Poe Dameron show, I'd be like, hi, they're right. here are all of my boys and I love <laughs> them all. Uh, also, you were talking earlier about like the Finn stuff where he like kind of retracts from being a stormtrooper. I would also watch an entire show about Finn because mm-hmm. Star Wars kind of did him dirty and I want Jedi Finn. But uh, that's for a future time. I'm excited. My friend's also doing one and I'm really excited about hers. Um, but like I, there was so much information thrown at me yesterday that I'm like still like I right. realized something I'm like oh wait shoot that's what that was like especially because Kevin Feige announced all of Marvel's in the most monotone voice known to man and was like here's a bunch of important information all at once and you're not going to realize what I just said mm-hmm. like they announced America Chavez and then he carried on I was like yeah. what did you just do uh but the Star Wars stuff was a lot of things we knew and a lot of stuff that was brand new. And so <laughs> I still got to unpack a bunch, but I'm excited about those shows and Patty Jenkins doing uh, yes. Rogue Squadron. Right. Uh, with the Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen coming back. So if you got Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader, now, does that mean, we talked about this with Pedro Pascal, is, is Hayden Christensen going to take off the mask at some point or else what's the point of bringing him in? 
to play um, Darth Vader? I think it's going to be, I'm assuming it's going to be more flashback stuff. Okay, flashbacks than, of him, Christensen? Well, because what we didn't get in the prequels was everything that happened in Clone Wars yeah. and Rebels. And so I think we're going to see a lot more, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Ahsoka shows up and we see, like, the battle I'm thinking of specifically in Clone Wars when, like, everything is falling around them and it's Ahsoka and Darth Vader fighting each other. Or I guess it's in Rebels, sorry. Mm -hmm. But they're fighting each other. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if that shows up in that show. Like, there's going to be a lot more crossover. And that's why I'm not convinced that Ahsoka is just Mandalorian. Because there's so much information that could happen in like the Obi Wan show and stuff like that, but yeah. um, I think there's going to be flashbacks, and I think there's going to be a lot more from Clone Wars and Rebels that we'll see mm-hmm. on the Obi Wan show. Can Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor do they look? The, I guess they they can do CGI all sorts of stuff now, but uh, it'll they, be fine. <laughs> they look a lot older. It'd be like El Camino. I don't know if anyone's seen that, but. Um, <laughs> Jordan, do you have any thoughts? Is, is there anything specific you're most excited for? Well, first of all, Hayden Christensen, this is where the fun begins. Um, but I'm really intrigued by two of them. Andor was one of the, I was going to say, but Rachel, I took it, so I'll take two different ones. Uh, the Acolyte, we know yep. very little about the Acolyte. Yeah. Mystery, spy, thriller, maybe exploring the Sith a little bit more. Dark side, but why, yeah. I'm, why I'm really excited about Rogue Squadron is I think from the little bits of teases that I've heard, is we're going to advance the main storyline of the Star Wars saga. So perhaps we'll see like what happens next, like after we just saw the rise of Skywalker. And that's what I'm interested in. Like, where do we go from Kylo Ren and Palpatine both dying, Rey planting the lightsabers in Tatooine? What happens after that? And it seems like, I don't know, maybe it's just a rumor or speculation that Rogue Squadron might start to search like what's gonna happen next. Yeah, that'd be interesting. For me, uh, Aaron, have you seen the announcements? Did you have you seen those? Shows I'm literally there? reading them right now. I've been okay, caught up with the it's season. So. I'll tell you yeah. my I'll tell you my two favorites. I'm looking forward to Aaron, and that is uh, one is Lando. Lando yeah. is, is is Donald Glover confirmed for that? Or yeah, he's confirmed for that, Rachel. Okay, because they didn't they, did, did they announce that in the video? I don't, they, I don't yeah, think so. I think. Which was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> it but says then no mention was of made. Him going around. Right. Yeah, yeah. So maybe I don't know. It maybe that's like. Maybe there's, they have, he hasn't signed a contract yet, but they're like, we're announcing the show whether you like it or not. And so as long as Donald Glover's in there, I think, Lando, that's, that's an incredible show. That's, you yeah. know, that's going to be great there. And then uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, Waititi! Oh. Um, the way Star that Wars man show. said his name yeah. last night was the most... I was like, what did you just say? Right. Did you just try and say Taika? And it was, right. that's not what came out of and so that that Star Wars movie is going to be great, and that, that's why I'm, lo- I'm looking. I love the Disney Plus shows, and it's going to give us tons to podcast about. But you know, I love the idea of going to a movie theater. I mean, I haven't gone to a movie theater in months, but I love the idea of going to a movie theater on opening night and watching a Star Wars because that's yeah. you know that's what I live for here. Um, so that's what I'm most excited for. Uh, the other ones, yeah, I think we touched on the other ones. I think obviously Ahsoka, and the, I like the, the fact that Ahsoka and Rings of the New Republic they said are in the Mandalorian timeline, so it kind of gives me yeah. the um, Netflix MCU, Netflix Marvel show, mm-hmm. sort of how they're all taking place at the same time. And oh, this person, Rosario Dawson, might appear over here, and Rosario Dawson might appear over here, just like, like she did Netflix. in Marvel <laughs> Netflix. Um, so that's that's her key. She can she can cross over shows. That's her main acting skill. That's her so. specialty. The great thing is just lots and lots of content to watch and uh, 
it means that we can keep podcasting about it if people people want to listen um even if I they do don't like the taika i do like the taika movie that they didn't give us anything they just said yeah. that taika watiti is making a star wars <laughs> and we already knew it and everyone's just like that's great. enough that's yeah. gonna be great and you're like you we know nothing about it yeah. but we're all like yeah i'm in yeah. <laughs> they put like a really cool like star wars logo behind it looks like schoolhouse rock okay yeah 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 <laughs> and so that was just like okay this is awesome this is awesome already. Like, <laughs> you know what and they and they did they did like a picture of like the galaxy at some point right didn't they some sort of they they, sh- they showed a planet for him or yeah i can't remember if that was for him or someone else but it was just funny because it was like yeah. the internet was like taika and they <laughs> gave us nothing we were just mm-hmm. like we're sold i don't care what it is yeah and so I'm all in. I love it. So I guess that basically covers, covers what we wanted to talk here again. Uh, Rachel and Aaron, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, again, thank you, everybody who listened. Um, we appreciate it. We'll be back definitely next week to recap the finale. We might even do you know two episodes on the finale, depending on how it goes. Um, we'll be back as well. Uh, Rachel, we do the reason it's called Never Seen Star Wars. We've also been covering me and me and Kristen, this girl Kristen. We've been she's been watching the Star Wars saga for the very first time. So we've gone through uh, six of the movies so far. Uh, we're going to head into the sequel trilogy. We took a break because the Mandalorian, and so we can do that. But we'll continue those ones. So lots of podcasts to come, and then with all these shows and movies to come, it means hey, we can podcast forever apparently because Disney Plus is just going to keep feeding us more and more content. Uh, again, anyways, thank you everybody for listening. It's great to have us here. Again, follow us on Instagram at NeverSeenSW. Subscribe, share the podcast, uh, let us know, give us ratings, and we appreciate it. Uh, May the force be with you. Bye.